Assalamualaikum and greetings everyone. Today we're going to discuss about organizational structure. What is an organizational structure? Well, it is actually the method by, by which work flows through an organization. It allows groups to work together within their individual functions to manage tasks. Traditional organizational structures tend to be more formalized with employees grouped by function such as finance, HR, marketing or operations, region or product line. Less traditional structures are more loosely woven and flexible with the ability to respond quickly to changing business environments. Organizational structures have evolved since the 1800s. In the Industrial Revolution, individuals were organized to add parts to the manufacture of the product moving down the assembly line. Frederick Taylor's scientific management theory optimized the way tasks were performed, so workers perform only one task in the most efficient way. In the 20th century, General Motors pioneered a revolutionary organizational design in which each major division made its own cars. Today, organizational structures are changing swiftly from virtual organizations to other flexible structures. The future will likely bring functional product and metrics organizational structures. However, as companies continue to evolve and increase their global presence, future organizations may embody a fluid, free-forming organization, member ownership, and an entrepreneurial approach among all members. And now with the COVID-19 issues, the pandemic issues, so most likely the organizational structure will be changed also. And a hallmark of a well-aligned organization is its ability to adapt and realign as needed to ensure long-term viability an organization must adjust its structure to fit new economic realities without diminishing core capabilities and competitive differentiation organizational realignment involves closing the structural gaps impending organizational performance what can be the problems created by a misaligned organizational structure? Well, rapid reorganization of business units, divisions or functions can lead to ineffective misaligned organizational structures that do not support the business. Poorly conceived reorganizations may create significant problems include structural gaps in roles, work processes, Accountabilities and critical information flows can occur when companies eliminate middle management levels without eliminating the work, forcing employees to take on additional responsibilities. Diminish then we talk about the diminished capacity, capability and agility issues can arise when firstly a lower level employees who step in when middle management is eliminated eliminated are ill-equipped to perform the required duties and secondly when higher level executives must take on more tactical responsibilities minimizing the value of their leadership skills and we talk about disorganization and improper staffing can affect a company's core structure cash flow and ability to deliver goods or services 
agile organizations can rapidly deploy people to address shifting business needs. With resources cut to the bone, however, most organizations' staff members can focus only on their immediate responsibilities, leaving little time, energy or desire to work outside their current job scope. Ultimately, diminished capacity and lagging response times affect an organization's ability to remain competitive. And lastly, declining work engagement can reduce retention, decrease customer loyalty, and limit organizational performance and stakeholder value. And what are the importance of aligning the structure within the business strategy? Well, some of the key to profitable performance is the extent to which four business elements are aligned. Talk about the leadership, organization, jobs, and people. And understanding of the interdependencies of these business elements and the need for them to adapt to change quickly and strategically are essential for success in the high-performance organization. When these four elements are in sync, outstanding performance is more likely. The organizational design process is the pivotal connector between the business of the organization and forms of HR support. Strategy must continually drive structure and people decisions and the structure and design must reflect and enable effective leadership. Achieving alignment and sustaining organizational capacity requires time and critical thinking. Organizations must identify outcomes. The new structure or process is standard to process, produce. This typically requires recalibrating some of the elements. First is the which work is mission critical. Either can be scaled back or should be eliminated. Secondly, existing role requirements while identifying necessary new or modified roles. Thirdly, talk about key metrics and accountabilities. Number four, talking about critical information flows. Five, decision-making authority by organizational levels. And we talk about the HR roles. Well, the right leadership and buy-in from top executives is imperative for any organizational design process and is instrumental in unifying the organization behind a strategic direction and business priorities. HR can serve as a valuable partner in the organizational design process. Most of the HR's organizational design work occurs when changes in the competitive environment require redesigning the organization and its goals or maintaining or achieving alignment with the firm's business strategy. HR roles and responsibilities in organizational design should include the following. Providing leaders with a structural diagnosis by identifying the root causes of organizational performance issues. Secondly, talk about helping leaders evaluate a range of clear design options. Thirdly, ensuring that leaders align organizational design decisions with short and long-term strategic goals by identifying critical activities, strengths, and weaknesses. Fourth, helping leaders ensure the structure is properly implemented. 
and finally, continually monitoring the structure for alignment with the organization's business strategy. Fulfilling these responsibilities enhances HR's contribution to the organizational design and implementation process by providing tools to measure the current internal and external environment and organizational structure. Secondly, demonstrating knowledge of the pros and cons of various organizational structures. Thirdly, encouraging leaders to consider strategy as a cornerstone in design and structure decisions. Four, creating relevant and accurate job designs after the organizational structure is determined. This task includes determining the knowledge, skills and abilities needed and addressing degree of autonomy, task identity and significance, skill variety versus job specialization and work pace. Fifth, helping managers perform effectively through training on appropriate management skills and leadership qualities such as dealing with ambiguity and conducting performance appraisals with another manager in a metric structure. Lastly, helping employees understand the link between organizational structure and their contributions, where to get what they need and how the structure is aligned with the corporate strategy. And what are the key elements of organizational structures? There are five elements that create an organization structure. First is job design, departmentalization, delegation, span of control, and chain of command. These elements comprise an organizational chart and create the organizational structure itself. Departmentalization refers to the way an organization structure its jobs to coordinate work. Span of control means the number of individuals who report to a manager. And chain of command refers to a line of authority. The company's strategy of managerial centralization or decentralization also influences organizational structures. Centralization is the degree to which decision-making authority is restricted to higher levels of management, typically leads to a pyramid structure. Centralization is generally recommended when conflicting goals and strategies among operating units create a need for a uniform policy. Decentralization is the degree to which lower levels of the hierarchy have decision-making authority, typically leads to a leaner, flatter organization. Decentralization is recommended when conflicting strategies, uncertainty or complexity require local adaptability and decision-making. There are several types of organizational structure. So, organizational structure has actually revolve, evolved from rigid, vertically integrated, hierarchical, autocratic structures to relatively boundaryless, empowered network organizations designed to respond quickly to customer needs with customized products and services. Yeah? Specific types of structures within some, there are several types of structures which include vertical, functional, and divisional vertical and horizontal matrix and boundaryless or we call it as open boundary and what is the vertical structures the functional and divisional there are two main types of vertical structures exist which is functional and divisional the functional structure divides work and employees by specialization 
it's a hierarchical, usually vertically integrated structure. It emphasizes standardization in organization and processes for specialized employees in relatively narrow jobs. The traditional type of organization forms departments such as production, sales, research and development, accounting, HR and so on. Each department has a separate function and specialized in that area. In functional structures, employees report directly to managers within their functional areas who in turn report to a chief officer of the organization. Management from above must centrally coordinate the specialized departments. Some of the advantages of a functional structure include the organization develops experts in its respective areas and individuals can perform only tasks in which they are most proficient and this form is logical and easy to understand. However, there are several disadvantages as well. First of all, people are too specialized as silos and often fail to communicate or coordinate with other departments. Secondly, cross-functional activity is more difficult to promote and lastly, the structure tends to be resistant to change. This structure works best for organizations that remain centralized. Well, majority, when we talk about majority of the decision making occurs at the higher levels. Yeah? What about matrix organizational structures? A matrix structure combines the functional and divisional structures to create a dual command situation. In the metric structure, an employee reports to two managers who are jointly responsible for the employee's performance. Typically, one manager works in an administrative function such as finance, HR, IT, sales or marketing and the other works in a business unit related to a product, service, customer or geography. What can be the advantages of the metric structure? It creates a functional and divisional partnership and focuses on the work more than on the people. It minimizes costs by sharing key people, creates better balance between time of completion and cost, and provides a better overview of a product that is manufactured in several areas or sold by various subsidiaries in different markets. However, some of the disadvantages include Responsibilities may be unclear, thus complicating governance and control. Reporting to one more than one manager at a time can be confusing for the employee and supervisors. Then we talk about the dual chain of command requires cooperation between two direct supervisors to determine an employee's work priorities, work assignments and performance standards. And then we talk about when the function leaders and the product leader make conflicting demands on the employee, the employee's stress level increases and performance may decrease. And lastly, employees spend more time in meetings and coordinating with other employees rather than doing their work. Yeah. So these disadvantages can be exacerbated if the metric goes beyond two-dimensional to multi-dimensional when employee reports more than three two or three more managers. Yeah? These metric structures are commonly, in 
are common in heavily project-driven organizations such as construction companies. And these structures have grown out of project structures in which employees from different functions form teams until completing a project and then reverted to their own functions. However, these structures pose difficult challenges for HR professionals in charge with ensuring quality, equity and fairness across the organization. Now we talk about open boundary structures. I call it hollow, modular and virtual. And the recent trend in structural forms remove the traditional boundaries of an organization. Typical internal and external barriers and organizational boxes are eliminated and all organizational units are effectively and flexibly connected. Teams replace departments and the organization and suppliers work as closely together as part of one company. The hierarchy is flat, status and rank are minimal. Everyone including top management, managers and employees participates in the decision-making process. The use of 360-degree feedback performance appraisals is common as well. And what can be the advantages of boundaryless organizations? Firstly, talk about the ability to leverage all employees' talents. Secondly, faster response to market changes. And thirdly, enhance cooperation and information sharing among functions, divisions and staff. However, the disadvantages are more as considered as the disadvantages. One of it is the difficulty in overcoming silos inside the organization. Secondly, lack of strong leadership and common vision. Thirdly, is the time-consuming processes. Number four, the possibility of employees being adversely affected by efficiency efforts. Number five, the possibility of organizations abandoning change if restructuring does not improve effectiveness quickly. Whatever it is, yeah, it depends on the situation and what kind of organization is best. Organization structure is best for an organization. It all depends on the strategy and also in the goals of the organizations. Yeah? And some of the stage of developments impact on organizational structure and HR strategies. And the four stages of development in an organization life cycle include the following. Talk about the startup, expansion, consolidation and diversification the metrics and structural dimensions whatever it is due to the changing of times yeah, and the communications and technology can also affect how an organization can be structured yeah. well that's all for now so we'll see you all again in another lesson I'll take care and bye-bye.